is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, September 20th. It is 2.07 p.m. here in San Diego, California. I just got done about an hour ago interviewing a UFC Hall of Famer, a WEC champion, a MMA pioneer and legend, like unbelievable next level, maybe Mount Rushmore level big in the MMA world guest. Um, That episode will be coming out next week. But today, ladies and gentlemen, on In the Fight, we will be reacting and recapping to the weekend of fights that we just had. Anthony Smith continues to pour it on at 205 pounds. Yoel Romero made his Bellator debut. And then we will be looking ahead to UFC 266, one of the biggest cards of the year, one of the fight cards that I am most excited for, maybe one of the most amped. I Oh, I don't know if I want to say this. This might be as excited as I will get for a sporting event for the remainder of the year. UFC 266 on Saturday. Massive deal. Um, I want to look ahead and look at some of those fights and where Vegas has the odds on them. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, on In the Fight, we can get started. Thank you for tuning in. This is In the Fight. Alrighty, alrighty. So from the weekend, UFC Fight Night, Vegas 37, I want to say. Anthony Smith takes on Ryan Spann in the main event. And Anthony Smith is just cooking, ladies and gentlemen. This is one bad mamma jamma. He gets another finish win. He gets it in the first round against another young, up-and-coming, hungry motherfucker. And Anthony Smith is just pouring it on. That is his 10th straight win by finish in the UFC. That is what, four out of five of his last wins are by submission. His Brazilian jiu-jitsu just looks impeccable right now. I mean, he his strength, he looks so calm. The moment he lands on you, he stay, his heart rate doesn't seem to budge, doesn't seem to even move. But his Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the exciting part. He just pours it on the moment you show any bit of weakness. He goes for that kill. And, you know, Span landed something kind of early on in the fight. Anthony Smith bounces back. He lands a shot of his own. Then he lands another one. And all of a sudden, it's wobbly legs. And that's when Anthony Smith capitalized. Um, He gets the submission win in first round. Um, Four of his last five by submission. He just keeps his cool. The moment it happens, the moment that he sees a guy bleed, the moment he sees him hurt, he keeps his cool. And, you know, after the fight, there was a little bit of buzz as talking back and forth. This happened. Uh, Anthony Smith's a pretty calm cat. He's always been able to keep things uh, pretty businesslike in terms of fighting and, and his career. So I'm really curious kind of what got him going. Um I know one of the conversations that people were having during the UFC uh, fight night was that we're watching these ESPN plus events and they're great. 
they're, they're, you know, I'm having a blast watching fights. Good time. Anthony Smith doing his thing. Of course, you know, I'm pulling for my boy. But Anthony Smith gives his post-fight press conference, and we don't hear a goddamn word, right? Like, we didn't hear a single thing from Anthony Smith because, you know, he's cussing as he's doing it, and ESPN is censoring it. We just watch guys simulate a fight to the death and we're going to censor some cuss words. I, that makes no fucking sense to me. Um, sorry. I, I did want to just at least run by that because no one heard what Anthony Smith said. Cause he was cussing during it. If you have not heard it, I would suggest finding it on Twitter. Uh, there were uncensored versions of it. And Anthony was just ultimately, he just said like, yeah, I'm sick. Uh, and I'm sick and tired of people fucking doubting me. They, they give me young guys. Then they say, Oh, he's only a, you know, a legend killer because he only beats guys past their prime. Then he gives them young guns and he beats the young guns. And then everyone says like, Oh, but he can't fight these. He's like, I just fight whoever's in front of me. That's all I do. I don't make those kinds of decisions. I'm not picky. I'm here to fight and bring home a paycheck, which by the way, if you also have not seen his clip of when he got the news that he got performance of the night, he will be getting a Tesla with that winnings money, and I believe he will be upgrading his golf cart. I don't know what the story is there, but I believe he will be upgrading his golf cart for his family. So uh, Anthony Smith just looked absolutely spectacular. And then on the other side of things, Bellator, Yoel Romero, the soldier of God, makes his promotional debut against Mr. Wonderful, Phil Davis. I believe San Diego, born and raised, shout out uh, Phil Davis, but... This one goes down at 205 pounds. Yoel looked fucking huge. The guy looked massive and um, just kind of came out a little slow. I, I, I Again, I, I'm not really one to critique fighters much, but just looked a little slow, a little inactive. And as, uh, as round two ends, Phil Davis, I want to say at the end of round two, shoots for a takedown and Yoel Romero stuffs it. And everyone's like, wow, he's got some brilliant takedown offense always has always will and then round three comes around and holy shit phil davis the ncaa collegiate wrestler put on a fucking wrestling clinic takedown after takedown complete control of the fight wins the bout i mean it seemed like nine out of ten people that I've talked with, that I've communicated with, that I've had back and forth with, said like that was a clear-cut decision win, um, unanimous decision for Mr. Wonderful Phil Davis. But one of the judges gave it to Yoel Romero. And people are like, how the fuck does this happen? Then, and this is all in the span of 30 seconds, by the way. In a span of 30 seconds, Yoel Romero did not know that it was a three-round fight. He thought it was a five-round fight because UFC main events have five rounds. Bellator had a three-round main event. So he thought it was a five-round fight, and he's ending the third round. He's like, yo, what? What? we're not going to keep going? And So in the matter of 30 seconds, you have Yoel Romero thinking it's a five-round fight, and you have a judge giving the three rounds that we did see to Romero. It made no fucking sense. What the fuck happened during Saturday night's Bellator event? That was the weirdest two minutes of my life. Um I don't want to take anything away from Phil Davis because it was just such a great performance. It just, the end of the fight was so bizarre. No one even knew how to respond. So um, yeah, really good, really good performance from Phil Davis. He's so awkward. I would imagine. And like, I want to ask someone about this. I don't know who, but I would imagine that he is just a nightmare 
to game plan for. So awkward, so long, really well-rounded, doesn't make mistakes all that often. So I would love to, I don't know who I should ask, but I would love to ask someone about him because he is, he seems to be as tough of a game plan as anyone in the business. Um, So shout out Phil Davis for an incredible performance. Um, All right, looking ahead, UFC 266, and I, I think I said this during the intro, but this might be as excited as I will get for the remainder of the year for a sporting event. Nick Diaz, the great, the one, the only, Nick fucking Diaz is returning to the UFC. And of all people to get the fight, Robbie Lawler, the man who they fought 209 months ago, of course, the Stockton area code, 209, 209, motherfucker, Stockton. 209 months ago, Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz fought for the first time in 2004. They will be running it back here at UFC 266 on Saturday. Um, but the, the whole lineup's pretty stacked here. So Volkanovski, Ortega, I, I seriously do not know what to expect in this fight. I mean, it's, it's a great fight. I'm not, I'm not um, saying that it's not going to be a great fight. I'm just saying I don't know what to expect at all. I don't know if this is going to be on its feet. I don't know if Ortega is going to try and bring it to the ground at all. I, I have no idea what to expect. Vegas has Volkanovski as a minus 180 favorite. Um, there's definitely people in the betting circles that are saying, you know, wow, that's that's disrespectful to Volkanovski. Volkanovski's beaten Max Holloway twice, barring, you know, the, the their two closer fights. But He's got two wins against Holloway. Holloway pieced up Ortega in one of the worst beatdowns you're probably going to watch. I mean, shout out Ortega for being tough as shit, but it was an absolute beatdown from Holloway. So if you if you do if you do consider yourself a major in MMA math, then MMA math will tell you that um, Volkanovski should wipe the floor, but that's not how MMA math works. So. Um, Volkanovski minus 180 favorite Valentina Shevchenko will take on Lauren Murphy. She's a minus 1500 favorite. Are you shitting me? Murphy at plus 850. Um, these are all, of course, uh, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out DraftKings. Much love. Love you guys. Those are the homies. Um, Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler. It's a pick at minus 110. Rather interesting. Curtis Blades. Return taking on Yair Rosenstroik and Curtis Blades is a minus three twenty favorite. That's strong. I feel like that's really really strong, but entertaining nonetheless. I mean, this is just a this is a fight card that's loaded from top to bottom. Then you have the Dan Hooker story. Dan Hooker, the New Zealand native, is trying to get over for his fight at UFC two sixty six. The visa won't get approved, so he's on Twitter asking for people to get in contact with the government. And it looks like today, as of like an hour ago, that Dan Hooker's going to make the fight. A wild turn of events. He's essentially going to fly in this week, weigh in on Friday, and then fight Saturday. It makes What he's doing is so fucking gangster. I don't think people at home realize it. He's going to be flying from New Zealand starting like tomorrow, flying in, what is it, an 18-hour flight from New Zealand, making the wait. On Friday, which sucks, making weight always sucks. He's going to make the weight on Friday and then scrap his ass off on Saturday. 
that's a that's a fighter's fighter right there. He's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter. That's the kind of cat that Dan Hooker is. Um, you know, you're gonna hear about it plenty, but that's the story of the week. Um, but so jazzed up for for the fight card this weekend. Um, Robbie Lawler's also a San Diego guy, so I'm a little torn. Of course, <laughs> I always love my my SoCal guys, but you know, Nick Diaz, such a legend. So excited to see him perform. Hopefully, he looks as good as he always did. Hopefully he doesn't come back and, and look slow. I do not think this will be the case, but hopefully he doesn't come back, look slow. And people say, Oh, he never should have came back. Yeah, no, 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 no. We don't want any of that. We want Nick Diaz looking sharp as ever. We want to be in the sharpest tool in the shed. So, um, great night of fights coming up. Great fight of nights that happened over the weekend. And it is just another day in the fight game guys. Thank you for tuning into this episode. We appreciate you. I promise you this episode that I just recorded, it is done. I recorded it. It is done. I don't know when it's going to go down. I don't know when we're going to post it. We're dealing with some technical difficulty issues. When this thing gets posted, you guys will know, and it's going to be incredible. This might be, I mean, this might be the biggest guest I've had so far. It genuinely might be. So stoked, jazz, psyched, all of the above. You know what it is. Um, UFC 266 this Saturday. We'll be going live. We'll be covering. We'll be reacting next Monday. Guys, thank you as always. This is another episode of In The Fight. This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.